Lord, break our hearts if you need to break our hearts. Lord, Lord, help us to, to move if you need us to move. Uh, Lord, wake us up if we're asleep. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, everybody, have a seat. Have a seat. All right, in this text, there's three main words we're going to key in on this text. And they're not all exactly in there, but it alludes to them. It's hope, he- heaven, and hope not. So we work with, what's this, this going to be about? It's going to be about hope, about heaven, and holding on. A lot of these are some very good things, right? Who here likes hope? What do you think the world would be like if we didn't have hope? It would be hopeless. Wow, that's a profound statement. Right? It, would be, it would be hopeless. Would it be full of joy or would it be bleak? Right? Would it be, be great or would it be cold? What, what if whatever was going on, that was the way it was going to be, and you could not change anything, this was how your life was going to go, and it was not going well, how, how, would, you, how would you survive? You know, hope is one of the greatest things that we have, and we use it. There, there's two types of hope. The first type, and this is the probably the type we see or use more often, is called a temporal hope. Right? It means hope for the here and now. So this is an example of temporal hope. Man, I hope Nate Foles takes the Jaguars to the Super Bowl this year. You know what I'm saying? Anybody with me? Got four, four people. Perhaps you don't care at all. Yeah. Uh, uh, hope is, gee, I hope my uh, college football team is at least somewhat competitive this year. Good news. For some of you, it's I hope I pass the eighth grade. Uh, Others are many in this room. It's I hope this girl or that guy thinks I'm cute. I saw saw, someone just do this and be like, no, I wasn't thinking that. Others are like, man, I hope that uh, enough uh, enough folks like my Instagram to make me feel important. You may not even think that, but that's what you do, right? I was on a trip over spring break, uh, for, and for me, it's, and this is what I think every day. Man, I hope I eat, eat at the Luke's day. <laughs> See, my hope's always built around food. Man, I hope it's going to be this. I hope, oh, because it's just a, ha- a happy time when I eat. The problem is when I'm eating, I'm already going, man, I hope for dinner I get to have. And I'm just not I'm just, oh horrible, I'm confessing. Um, uh, a few weeks back, uh, Noah and I went on a trip for spring break. We went to Ireland, um, and uh, it's not something we just like. We don't jump and do these trips all the time. It was he's he's 18. He's getting done with school. It's just just a father son trip, and it was a great trip. I'll talk a little bit more about that through, through the night. But um, it went really smooth, really smooth until we got on the last plane flight. Going from New York, from JFK down to Orlando. That's where our flight was going to go in, and we had to drive home from there. And we get on the plane, and it's it's uh, it's seven thirty, and we're supposed to leave land in Orlando at ten twenty, and that means we'll get home a little bit right, right around one a.m. And we've been on the road or on a plane for like twenty two hours, so we're like, man, I just want to get home at this point. And so we get on the plane, it goes out like it's about to take off, and the, the captain comes on and he says, and we've already gone through the spiel, you know, uh, 
edges here, here, and here, and all that stuff, right? You know, they have done, done all the stuff, about to take off, we're ready. And he says, uh, hey, guys, I just want to let you know that we uh, have an issue that the uh, number two engine won't start. So we're going to have to take it back to the gate, and, and uh, the mechanic's going to have to open it up and jump start it. What does that mean? <laughs> jump starting an engine on a plane that... A, a, a cylindrical death thing with wings. I mean, what, what are they... So he takes us back. They jump start it. I don't know how they do it. They hook stuff up to it. They jump start this plane. Okay, great. Okay, I'm thinking, oh, I hope we make it home. <laughs> we get, and we're about to take our in, and guys, up. hey, folks, just want to let you know, uh, some war a warning light just came on on that engine we jump started. We're just going to have to take it back we got to shut it down, and they're just going to jump start again. That should just reset everything. Warning lights are there for a reason. We go back. He jump starts it. We go. They're going to take off in the plane. I'm about to be like, I'm going to kill people just to make it stop, just to save the plane. But I don't. We take off. We made it home, as you can tell. So that's, 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 that's who, right? Right? Sometimes hope is sort of pet, petty, even that's sort of small, because they knew what they were doing. Uh, but sometimes hope is he heavy with weight and substance. For instance, when someone hopes the mass the doctor found uh, is, is not with can cancer, it doesn't contain can cancer. That's a, that's, a, that's a heavy and important time of hope, and there, there's many in our world that go through this. Uh, or a, a father who hopes he has enough money to feed his household because he had lost his job and is just starting a new one and, and ends aren't being made. These are times when hope has, has a lot of weight to it, right? Yeah. Uh, you see it more than you know with that student who is different than everybody else, uh, whether it's at school or even out at a fast food place to eat or someplace like that. And this kid just hopes, one, the, the bullying will stop, or two, hopes that someone will care. You know, we, we, and th this is time for hope, because there's many times, even in our own life, man, we hope for something, and it's, it's got depth to it, right? We, as we pray, I believe, for Adam and, and Zoe, we pray and we hope, man, just let her be healed that, so they can, they can be well, and they can go home soon. So there, there's there's hope that has, has depth. So temporary hope can be petty and light, or it can be heavy and deep. Now look at this text again in 1 Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 3. He says, well, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. See, I told you there were two types of hope in the beginning. Temporal hope is the first one. Eternal hope is the second one. See, point one is this. Our hope is eternal. The hope that we have in Jesus Christ is eter eternal. And it's a, li a, li a living hope. Has anybody ever seen the body of Jesus Christ in the grave? Yes or no? No, no we, we've not, right? Why? Why is he not there? Because he, he rose again, right? Right? Is he is is he alive or dead? Alive. 
On the third day, he rose again, overcoming death and the grave. So we have this living, living hope. We don't, we don't seek or serve a dead God, but a living God. Our hope is not only in the here and now. And as a believer in, in Jesus Christ, you should have hope through Jesus in the here and now. But you should also have it in the forever and ever. Now, we misuse that forever and, and ever phrase quite a bit. If you've ever written, man, this is like my BFF. This is my BFF. You know, have you written that? Don't say it have. Or then you write, this is my, my BFF AE. My best friend forever and ever. <laughs> and then we can go, well, this is my BFF AE AE. You. My best friend. Forever and ever and ever until eternity. <laughs> but God's hope that we have in Him is forever and ever and ever through eternity. It doesn't. It doesn't stop. You see, we believe that God is who the Bible P says He is, and that one must go through Jesus Christ. Somebody's having some <laughs> elephant crushing. Whoever it is, we got to give one of those. Cameras. I hope that's coming from their nose. <laughs> oh, it is. Thank you. We're not talking about you. All right. Come back to me. John 14. Very important verse. Very important verse. He doesn't know. Come back to me. Come back to me. Hey. Hey. That was my fault. Never call attention to it, but I couldn't help it. It's just so beautiful. Hey, John 14 6, Jesus said, What? I am the the truth. He says, No man comes to the Father but by me. That's, that's what he said. No one comes to God but but by him. And then in, in Romans 10, it says, If we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, that you will be what? Safe. safe, right? That, that you will be safe. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved. Our, our, our hope is not just temporal, it's eternal. It's a living hope. Don't miss that. And see, other people have a hope that goes through eternity. Hindus. Death is temporary then life again. Then death comes, then life again, then death comes, then life again. And that's what their eternal uh, hope, hope, hope is in. Buddhist, good karma, you're doing really good in the next life. Bad, bad karma, you're a cockroach. That, that's what they believe in. It, it, every, every time you live, you're, you're going up or down in, according to the way that you live. That's eternity. That's the hope that they have. Atheist has this. The end. Nothing left. This is all we have. This life right here. This is it. Live it up while you can. Do everything you can because this is your one chance. And when it's done, it's done. When you're gone, in the end, no one will care about you. It takes so much more faith for someone to not believe in God than it does take for someone to believe. How, how do you live a life without hope, an eternal hope? I don't understand it. Look here in verse 4. So he's talking about this 
eternal hope in verse 3. Let, 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 let's read 3 again. I'm really, uh, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy, has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that's imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. One is that our hope is eternal too, and this will do the points of heaven and hold on, is this, our inheritance is secure. I want you to know something. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you are a child of God. Let's not try to pull out our chairs. If you're a child of God, then, then you, you, your inheritance is secure. And it's not, it's not because you're so great. And it's not because you can hold on this tight or that you're that strong. It's not because that your inheritance is secure because God is so great. God is the one that holds it fast. Look here. Um, um, and this is what our inheritance, when it says that word, this is what it is. You are in, in heaven with God. It's not just, man, I get to go to heaven. It's going to be a great place. The great part about it is you are in heaven. And what makes it great is that God is right there with you. That's what makes it Amazing. You re remember that trip uh, I was just talk talking about just like five minutes ago? Uh -huh. Ten, right? Spring break trip? I, I, Noah and I would just drive the car, and I was driving on the wrong side of the car, on the wrong side of the road for seven days. It was fantastic. Uh, and, um, and so we just went from here and there, and we saw all these sites, and we kept saying the same thing. Because only me and him would, would talk, and it was like, this is so cool. Whoa, this is so cool. Now, that phrase, this is so cool, can be said like 47 ways in the way that you inflect, like, this is so cool, you know, and <laughs> they're cold, right? So there, there's a lot of ways that you can say it, but we would, we would find ourselves going, how many times have we said the word cool uh, a lot? So we're trying to think of new ways to see it, but you would walk out of the car and you'd look at these scenes and go, I can't capture this with a phone or camera, it's just too Majestic. It doesn't do it justice at all. That's the way that we felt. So I've got some pictures of our trip because what's a, I was going to show you. Say, what does that look like to y'all? A, a castle. It looks like Hogwarts ish to me. Not that I know those things. But, um, but, uh, but this is, that is, is 950 years old. I mean, it's almost as old as my mother-in-law. Okay, it is. So that was just, we're like, whoa, this is so cool. Go to the next time. Okay, so this is us. Great shot of us. We're on a, um, this was a ring rock fort that was built in 500 B.C. That's like over 30 years ago. You know what I'm saying? It's like way back. Okay, 500 years before Jesus Christ came there. Hey, you're jumping ahead of me. This was just, just some cool spot. This was actually a Star Wars spot where they filmed part of The Last Jedi. Uh, and so we're, we were there. Um, not when they filmed it. Next one. This is okay. Now, now like, this was weird. The way we crash on these rocks. And, no, it's and, uh, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not here tonight. But, uh, 
that was his expression. Mine didn't change at all. Stone <laughs> 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 old Steve Austin right there. I don't know what that means. All right, so, so look at sort of the next. So we saw these great things. Oh, the Roonies. Hey, well, you can't go there without running into the Roonies. So if you're ever in Ireland, hang out with the Roonies. Hey, I, I gave you a spot there, didn't I? Okay, what, what I'm at? Oh. This is the cliffs of Moher, Moher, is that right? And um, it's crazy. You're like, holy cow, this is, this is amazing. But the picture doesn't do it justice at all. It, it, it's, it's just, a, it's incredible. Not only that the Pr Pr Princess Bride was filmed some here, but uh, there, there's a lot of more things about that was just amazing. Was that the, the last one? Okay, good. Uh, because I can tell you all day about What is heaven like? What, what, do you, what do you think it's like? Because this is truth. However we describe it, even when it's described in the, in the Word of God, I think it, it just doesn't do it justice. So when you hear or we talk about description of what heaven is like, Understand, it's like that those scenes, but greater. It's like, yeah, this is sort of what it sort of looked like, but it's so much greater than we can even explain or put words to. So, um, I wanted to ask you, what, what defines what does heaven look like to you? Because some think, well, heaven is a place where, where Peter's at the gate, and he's telling you jokes or something because I see this all the time. Or, or you know, there's this big gate and you got to say the right password to get in. This is what heaven's like. Some takes a movie like Heaven is for real. Sorry if that's your favorite movie, but but whatever those. You know, someone said, "Man, I died. I went there and I walked the streets." That's great experience for them, but don't put weight on that. The only thing that we can put weight on is in the Word of God. What the Word of God says, what it is. Don't don't take the extra sources just because a movie's cool and man I, I, I saw the shack or I read the book and it sort of explained God like this I'm really related to that make sure you're understanding it, this all the stuff in the context of what scripture says if it doesn't line up with scripture there's a problem and, and, and y'all got in the world that we are there are there is Christian stuff and there's quasi Christian stuff and there's a lot of it that if you go oh well it's pretty close so it's probably good enough don't settle for pretty close if it sort of gets off on what you're about, right? Yeah? You with me? Are y'all still here? Okay. Okay. John 14, 2. Just throw these up here. I'm not going to read through them all. I just want you to see them. But this is what John 14, 2. But Jesus is talking about heaven. His Father's house. And it, what he's saying here is this. Heaven's a prepared place for prepared people. And I go, if I don't say I would have to, have, to, have to, that I go to prepare a place for you. It's a prepared place. That's one thing we know about heaven. It's not just, everybody can come. Come on up. No, why? Because Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. me. Right? Don't, don't miss that. What else do we know about heaven? Look at Revelation. Don't turn there. Look on the screen. 22. Uh, it, it says, look, look, look here, that they will need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. And, and look at it, verse 5, and night will be no more. Dark, 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 darkness. 
and night ceased. Why? It's not lit up by the sun. It's lit up by God. Ooh, that sounds pr- pretty cool. Look at the next verse we got. Revelation 4. Oh, uh, uh, let me jump to this verse. Don't jump to that one yet. Uh, but it says this. There's four cre- 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 creatures with six wings and they've got weird heads and 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 one uh, they fly and they hide their feet and, they, and, they, and they, 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 they I think they they hide their heads as they fly and they constantly say this over holy 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 to Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come holy 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 is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come have have you ever heard you ever heard that Hallelujah chorus right some of you don't it was something that was played for Christmas I could not come out to get my gifts until that was blaring at the top of whatever little speaker thing we had at the time. Um, uh, we couldn't come out, but it's a, it's a beautiful uh, chorus, that sort of a praise of, of Christ coming, and, and, but it builds. It gets louder and louder and louder. It's just it's majestic at the end. Think about this. You're not thinking, have you heard like someone go, you want to hear an annoying sound? And they're like, eh, or something, right? And they just keep, keep moving. Have y'all ever done it? You've probably done it, right? This isn't going to be an annoying sound. It's going to be something that builds and builds and just gets better and better. And you want more and you join in and you're a part of it. That's what heaven is going to be like. Look here in verse 21, uh, chapter 21, verses 3 and 4. Got it on the screen, I think. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his, his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. God is going to be there with us. That is what makes heaven so great. And verse, the next verse says this, And he will wipe away every tear from their eye, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain. Do you get tired of being sad and by tears and hurt and meanness and bullying and sin and temptation? Do you ever get tired of that? Dude, I get so tired of that. Not just in the things that I see, but I get tired of a lot of stuff in my, my own life. No more of that in, in heaven. No more. In, 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 verse, in chapter 21, it also says that the walls are made of precious jewels. And the streets are paved with a gold that is so fine that it's clear like crystal. That's what the streets are made of. And Paul sums up heaven in, in, in the book of 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9. It says, I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor have, heart, have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. We have not seen, we have not heard, we can't even begin to understand the, the, the breadth, the length, the depth, the greatness of what God has prepared for you. Do you, you understand that? That God cares about you so much that he is, he is doing everything he can to bless you and take care of you and uh, protect you. That is what heaven is. I told you about the plane, right? You know, remember the plane story? Not too long ago, hopefully you forgot about it. Well, the plane did land in Orlando. Uh, we were an hour and a half late, so it was like 11.40 at night. In Ireland, it was 3.45. We'd gotten up at 4.45 to, to, to make it over. So we were pretty good. We got to the car. I'm, when I get in the car, I might know what 
make sure I'm driving on the right side of the road, not the left side of the road, the whole way home. You know, and no, I'm tired. I need you to stay up with me. He's like, I got you, Dad. I got you. Fist bump. We get down the road. It's a two and a half hour trip, and we get to Palm Coast. And Noah's having that sleepy spa spasm. <laughs> <laughs> and he did it. Uh, I'm good. And, and within eight seconds, he was doing it. And I'm like, sit the chair back, son. It's all right. You're freaking me out. <laughs> and so, so he rocks his chair back like like this. And, I'll, and he's still like coming up. Like and I'm, I'm like, please, what's going on? Slow, you know. So it is at that point 1:15 in the morning. I'm an hour and 10 minutes away from the house. And I am going, am I going to have to pull over on the side of the road to sleep for a few hours? The problem is, I've got to be at work at about 8.15, and Noah's got to be at school at, at 9. Oh. So we're like, we were smoking crap we figured this for So we weren't. That's not really good to do. And, um, and so we, um, I'm going, and I don't know, y'all don't know it as much, you'll find this out, but if you get ever too tired, you need to pull over to the side of the road, but before you get there, a lot of times you're like turning the air conditioning on high, rolling down the window, you don't do this anymore, I'm in the button, on the window, right, you're, you're doing this, right, just sort of rubbing your head, I don't know how that helps, but it, it, I was doing it the whole time, I'm getting to Jacksonville, I've still got like 45 minutes, I'm going, I can do this, and I'm, I'm taking it for the team, Noah's like, <laughs> that, 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 that jerking has, has done and he's now out dead and um, then we finally get to the neighborhood there, there, there was almost no better feeling I wanted to cry just a week ago just lie in the grass you know you may not understand but one day you will and there was no better feeling than when I when I when I pulled up and, and saw and saw this. Now it wasn't daylight. Uh, Google Maps didn't have a night shot of our house. Uh, but I pulled into the driveway right there. And that was one of the you know, I saw some fantastic things on this trip. Amazing things on this trip. But know what I really I and I enjoyed it greatly and I and I'm thankful to God I got the chance to go and it was just the right thing for us to do. But the best thing of this of this trip was pulling in the driveway right there. Not only was I home, but my family was in there. Those I loved that were there. And I was about to go in, and they were all going to be asleep. I, you know, I know it. You know, I was saying, I'll stay up for you. Yeah, you're a liar. And, uh, <laughs> I, I love it. And, um, I, and, and I was home. Man, it's the best place to be. And can I tell you, that's a horrible explanation of what heaven's going to be like, because it doesn't even compare to what heaven's going to be with. But it is going to be going home to a place of those that you love, to a God who you owe everything to, who you will get to see and hear and worship and praise. That is the living hope that we have. And what's great about this whole story, you put your faith in Jesus Christ. Your inheritance isn't held by you, it's held by God. And in those words that are there, it says this. It says, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfailing. Nothing's going to touch it. Nothing is going to touch it. And one day, when you've fought through and, and just think, for these 
these, these folks who are struggling through life and they're persecuted, they're maybe attacked for their faith and they don't know how they're going to make it, is going, hey, God's got heaven and himself in store for you. Hang in there. It's going to be worth it. And I want to tell you all the same thing. I know you don't experience the persecution that they did, but we, we do struggle. Sometimes we're attacked. And I want to tell you, sometimes, as, as, especially as youth, we can think, and I can't see past this, this week. I don't know how many will survive the week. And I tell you, God has got such a plan for you. Endure. Endure. You are going to make it. You know, one, one thing that's beautiful about it in verse 3, and let me just read that again, that according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a, a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. I don't know about you, but for me, I heard the gospel shared to me probably over a hundred times before I heard the, go- the gospel. And it was probably even more than that. And I think for a lot of us, we hear it a lot, and we've heard a lot. You say, well, why do, why do we always seem to sort of go through it sometime in the, the sermon or if you're in church? Pastor Mike is always going to allude to it. Why? Because I don't know how it all works, but I know God is at work in the process of salvation in your life. And for me, I heard it a hundred times plus. But then I heard it two weeks before my 17th birthday going into my senior year at a camp. And it was something I'd heard so many times before, but when I heard it that time, it was different. It was different. I knew that it was right. I knew I needed it. I knew I was lost without it, and I had no hope without it. And that was the only way that I got hope. So some of you go, well, I sort of shared my faith once with my friends or, or here or there. I think we, we need to talk about our faith more, more than once. Because I don't know about you, but I would guess many of you heard it multiple times, many times before you went, holy cow, that's something I need in my life. And you might be here tonight. And the gospel is this, that we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. That we all sin. We are sinful. God is without sin. We choose to sin. We rebel. We all we lie. We we cheat. We, we steal. We hate. We we gossip. We lust. We we've done all these things. It's all against God's commands, and we do it because we we want we want to live for us and not for Him. But there's a point when you understand that leads me nowhere. Everybody who seems to be rich in this world or with a lot of fame, well known. Their life's a wreck. They're on the news all the time, and they're not on news because they just gave a lot of money to someone all the time, and their life is going grand. Life is a wreck. Why? Because they're living for themselves. We're not wired to live for ourselves. We will not find joy for ourselves. We will find joy in a right relationship with God, and that's through Jesus Christ the Son. See, God, and we go, it's a free gift. Do you understand in Jesus Christ, we call it Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that God did not just give something that he had. He gave his best. He gave his best to save enemies, those that were in rebellion against him. He gave his best to those who believed and put their faith in him. He gave his son to live a perfect life and to die as a sacrifice for, for those who believe. He, lived a, he didn't have to die 
for his own sin, because he had no sin to die for. But he died for years and mine. And it says when he was on the cross that, that, that God took the, the sin of mankind and they placed him on the Son. And the Son wasn't killed by the cross. He was killed by sin. Our choice of rebellion. The payment that we should have paid, he took. That's the beautiful part of the gospel. And you go, well, well what do I do then? Well, if you, you, um, you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised from, from the, the Bible says this, that you will be saved. But you've got to repent from your sin. Admit you're a sinner. Turn from that sin and turn to Christ. Trust Him. Man, that is what it takes. If you've not done that before, I would love to talk to you more about it. If you came here with even a friend tonight, Talk to your friend about it or have them come up and talk to me or to my wife. If you've been in this youth group for five years, you go, man, I don't know if I've got this right. I would love to talk to you about it. Don't let pride get in the way of what God is doing. Hope is each, each, e, e, eternal, and our inheritance is secure. Don't forget that. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you so much. For every student, every adult that's in this room. God, we thank you for the gospel. We thank you for the good news. God, I thank you that our inheritance, what what you you give to those who believe in you, isn't, isn't held by us because we would mess it all up. But it's held securely by you. And heaven is such a great, great place. But God, I ask this, that you help us to live lives here and now that will point people to you so that they may join us in this great place called heaven where we're with you, where we worship you. God, I thank you for every student here. I ask that you bless them. Uh, Lord, as they go through their school week, as they have opportunities to speak about you, to be bold in their faith, to be kind, to care for someone who is bullied or picked on. God, help us to be the light that you call us to be. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all have a great week. Change. Change what? Yeah, you'll change channel.